Press on Podcast. This is episode 84. My name is Justin. I'm so glad you are joining us recently here on the podcast. We've been just talking about topics that I think Christians should be having conversations about. It might not be easy conversations, but but I feel like they are important conversations. So and we kicked off two weeks ago, um, actually three weeks ago, we, we came back from a, a long hiatus. Um, but and, and we talked about the importance of going to church, physically being in, in corporate worship, and how I find that it's extremely important. Uh, and then two weeks ago was our Valentine's episode. We uh, we talked about the uh, the difference between marriage and singleness, and and really emphasized this idea that that sometimes uh, we put such an emphasis on marriage that we have created this social construct that that marriage is required biblically, and it it clearly isn't. That I think God needs both married and single people, uh, not that he needs them, but, but he, that's who he's building his kingdom with. He, it's not one or the other, it's both and. And uh, by the way, that is still one of our uh, most listened to podcasts. So if you're interested in that, that was episode 82. Uh, go check it out. And then last week we talked about uh, one of the more controversial moments in the Super Bowl was the He Gets Us uh, commercials. And I, I'm seeing still, I'm still seeing uh, backlash on both sides, whether it was good, whether it was bad, from Christians and non-Christians alike, um, and so it really is a, a debated topic. And so I still stand behind uh, what I said, even though I've listened to some really good arguments um, that are the other way. And so um, I would still love to hear your opinions. I want to hear your opinions on today's topic as well. Today is uh, probably one of the more talked about and debated um, topics. Um, and so if you want to join in on the conversation, email us at pressonpod at gmail.com. Again, that's pressonpod at gmail.com. So, so let's dive in. Today, today we are going to talk about music and music. What is the right music to listen to? What is wrong music to listen to? Is there a difference? Um, and so much more because there's so many things I want to say from the Christian versus secular topic. But but also just the the Christian realm. But I, I want to really um, I want to start with the Christian versus secular uh, topic. Is it okay for Christians to listen to secular music? Is it okay for Christians to listen to anything but Christian music? Kind. I don't want to even say kind of. I I want to say the word depends. Um, and, and the reason I say it depends. Uh, first of all, uh, we know what we listen to shapes us, and it makes us who who we are. And so I say, if you're a Christian wanting to listen to anything other than Christian music, be very, very careful. Um, and also don't make it your, your main, your, your main music. Now you might, your argument be like, well, there's no good Christian music out there. Well, okay. That's your preference. Uh, uh, but, but really it's going to shape who you are. It's going to shape what you think about. It's going to, um, shape your thoughts, uh, and your actions and everything else. And so, uh, you have to be very, very careful. Now, with that being said, I know of a lot of secular music that 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 is okay. That that it doesn't uh, contradict anything I believe as a Christian. It doesn't go against anything I believe as a Christian, and I don't see anything wrong as long as it's not going to shape me or mold me um, into something that I shouldn't be or think about. Uh, and, and I'll admit there are times where. Uh, there is songs that maybe aren't the most 
God-honoring songs that I have listened to in my life. I remember, uh, and this goes back to it shaping us. I remember a couple years ago, I was going through a really rough season. And so on my Spotify, I made a playlist uh, just called Broken. And it's just all these sad, depressing, angsty songs that that I would just listen to when I was in, in my fills and when I was down and low. And I don't, like, when I think about it, uh, in those moments, it, it emphasized what I was feeling. Um, but now when I think about it, it just, like, why would you listen to something that makes you even lower than what you are? Now, counter argument to that is a lot of people, when they're in a depressed um, state, uh, they turn to medicine. They, they run to, to medication to, to mask their, their feelings. And, and I'm the opposite. I think we should. I think God gave us feelings for a reason, and and we need a healthy outlet to to listen or to express those feelings. And for me, in that season, it was to get all of that depression and anxiety out. And for me, that was the form of music and listening. And when I go on runs, I remember I remember one run in particular through this season. Um, I just stopped and I broke down. And I, I I can even pull up the exact song I was listening to. It wasn't a Christian song, I'll admit, uh, but it was this song that just hit me where I was and what I was going through, and I, I think that was good for me in that moment, in that season. But with that being said, we still have to guard our hearts. We have to be careful that that, that music isn't who we become or what we become. And, and I will, my, my, my scriptural uh, argument behind this, the thing I'll stand on, it is uh, Proverbs 4, verse 23. It says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. And actually, if you if you dive into this, and this is the nerdy stuff I like, if you dive into that Hebrew word for heart, um, it's the word leb, L-E-B, um, and it literally means the inner man. So if you replace the heart within that verse, it's keep your inner man, keep everything you are, your your entire being with all vigilance. Guard it with everything you have, for from it flows the springs of life. From Everything else in your life will, will flow from it. So, why? yes, I think it is okay sometimes to listen to secular music. I think we have to be extremely careful. Um, don't listen to things. If you, if you wrestle with certain things in your life, don't listen to things that's going to help like emphasize those struggles. Does that make sense? Um, if you wrestle with cussing, don't fill your playlist with songs that have cuss words in it. That's not going to help you because even if you don't say them, it's going to be in your brain. And songs have an easy way to stick in our brain. And so before we know it, we have those words in our head. If if you wrestle with uh, sexual immorality or impurity, don't don't listen to songs that emphasize that things because then that's going to be in your head and, and it's going to be ingrained and, and that's all you're going to be thinking about. it. Even if you're doing really well and you're working on it and you're not acting on it, those are the things that are going to fill your brain. If, if you struggle even with drinking, don't listen to songs about drinking. Not that, that it's causing you to drink, but again, it's going to be in you. It's going, to, it's going to be a part of your inner man. It's going to be part of your heart. And from it is going to flow out. And eventually, you could easily cave. And so you have to be so careful to what you listen to. And each person differs. Each person, these are these convictions that that each person is going to have to decide for themselves. And so you have to make a choice. Uh, what is right for you? And, and sometimes you're going to have to make that hard choice of, I'm going to have to switch things up. 
I might really like this music or this artist, uh, but I need to take a step away from this person because it's not good. It is not, it's not glorifying God. It's not helping me in any way. It's just not good. And, and you're going to have to take a step away. But, but hopefully you will find something that, that, that replaces that and honors God. Um, and, and you'll see fruit from that. And so that's my quick take on secular versus Christian. Again, a lot of people disagree. A lot of Christians will say, no, you can only listen to Christian music, only songs about God. And, and I get that argument because we need to, to fill our lives up with that. But man, uh, I, I don't know. I think we miss out on something beautiful. Um, I think God can use things that weren't even meant uh, to be used for God um, to work. And so um, I think, yeah, that's just my opinion. Uh, I know some people will disagree, and that's okay. Um, so now the next topic I want to talk about uh, before we end today is this idea of um, Christians thinking there's only one type of music. <laughs> um, when you go into a church, um, there's usually the classic debate, contemporary or, or hymns, uh, or classic uh, songs. But but then and then you get to know more Christians, and, and some Christians don't even just like the hymns, but they like um, bluegrass or, uh, or, or the southern gospel. And or you get contemporary, and they're like, "Oh, you can only you can't listen to this band and this band and this band and this band," and then you get some people that um, really want to dive into the genres, and they're like, "Oh, if it's if it's rap, if it's if it's rock, I want nothing to do with that because that's nothing to do with God." And this is the argument that I I adamantly wrestle against. Um, I will debate. Even the most tough debaters, even if I might lose, and I will stand on this um, as long as I live, I believe, because I don't see me thinking any other way. When it comes to Christian music, whether it's Christian contemporary worship, whether it's Christian um, Southern Gospel, Christian rap, Christian rock, Christian hard rock, um, whatever you want to call it, who are we? to judge a gift that God has given other people. Uh, you might be a, an older person and, and you just adamantly hate rap music because you can't understand the words. And, and you, you say that it's from Satan. And granted, most rap music is not good. But, but when somebody takes something that's not good and turns it good, and uses it to glorify God, even if it's not our cup of tea, who are we to judge that? If God has gifted them in in that area. And, and, and to be completely honest, I, I like a lot of types of music. I'm not just one type of music. But I will say out of all the music that I've ever listened to, in the just the Christian world, I'm not even talking about outside the Christian world, in the Christian world, Christian rap might be some of the deepest songs. It, it dives deeper than than most songs I've listened to. And in fact, and this is, I'll get a lot of pushback from this. I think a lot of hymns are, are very surface level. They are created to sing in a corporate setting. And, and that's great. I, I love singing a good old hymn, uh, but they don't really dive deep. They don't talk about 
the struggle people goes with like and and just they can't they don't tell a, a personal story that that I can draw into and relate to and um, maybe the closest one I can think of is the the it is well but you have to know the story behind why the song was written in order to to draw that out but but man are there some christian songs i've heard uh, christian rap songs about um miscarriages i've heard christian rap songs about uh parents overdosing on drugs and just the redemption that somebody has found in those moments and that's what you don't get from other types of music and so to to negate that and say oh because of its genre it can't be used by God, I think, is very naive and selfish, and it's belittling the gifts that God can give people. I believe God can give people in all sorts of areas. Uh, and I would argue uh, that, that uh, God can use anything He wants to, to bring His kingdom, to bring glory to His name, and who are we to, to judge that? Uh, I have a, a former co-worker of mine when I was in college uh, her and her husband live in Kentucky, and they were able to go down to Asbury College for the revival that's been happening there. Um, by the time you listen to this, I, I pray that it's still going on, but I'm not sure. I think right now it's on day seven, day eight, um, and it's just crazy. The lines to get in, just the, the stories coming out of it, it's, it's very amazing to watch, and I pray that it just continues. I pray that it sweeps over our nation. I pray it for, for my own life personally. I, I desperately want to see revival. But, uh, uh, so my friend, she was there and, and she, she posted this story and I'm just going to sum it up. I'm not going to read it, but, but essentially she said, uh, that she was there, uh, and she walked in and it was a mountain gospel. I'm going to get this wrong. So I'm going to pull it up. It was some kind of mountaintop gospel band that was, uh, leading worship that day. And, and her post just, uh, not only did it make me laugh, but uh, it just really sunk in to this thing I'd been thinking about. Um, she said it was led by a mountain gospel band complete with banjo and a bass. Not what I expected at a revival, but as they got up to lead us, one member of the band explained that this mountain music was the cry of those in the hills and the hollers of rural country town. This worship was a plea to God of the unseen and the uncared for, those living in generational poverty, system, systemic poverty, and generational brokenness with no end in sight. It's the song of those who long for the better day when they will stand in the hope and the presence of their God and know with even greater confidence that he sees them and he cares for them. And then he said, the next song we're going to sing is, Do Lord Remember Me. And I want to invite you to sing in faith for the hills and the hollers in the inner city and the cycles of the poverty who are wondering daily if God remembers them. We sing in faith for them, believing God remembers and he sees them. Now, she, she goes on to say, mountain music isn't my preference, but I have never sang that song with such a fire or passion as I did then. And it will shape my understanding of worship forever. Revival isn't stirred up by the perfect set list, the perfect build-up, or the perfect voice. It's a gift from God that pours out over the hearts of those who desperately want Him more. And whether it's mountain gospel, hymns of old, or the latest modern worship, what matters most is that our worship exposes God's heart for all people, for us, but more than that, that worship tunes our hearts to His praise, honor, and glory.
if he really is above it all and we worship in that heart posture of surrender, we will undoubtedly see the love he has for all those in the hood, the hills, and the hollers. And even when that worship doesn't match our taste, it exposes his heart. It reaches his ears as pleasing sound for those who love him and want to know his love for the world. Do, Lord, remember us all. And that's, that's the thing. Even if our, our musical choices don't match your taste, it's not really about your taste. It's about the heart behind it. It's about the, the words that you're singing and, and where your heart posture is. And, and if you truly are moving, moving ground with God, I guess is a good way to say it. If you truly are uh, singing that with a heart that, that is pleasing to God. And I can sing a rock song, a rap song, uh, a hymn with that heart. It doesn't matter the genre type. And for you, it might be not your type of music, but don't belittle it as if it's something that God can't use. Oh, man, I, I think we miss so much when we categorize God as only being able to use one certain type of thing. And God says, no, I can use whatever I want to use. I mean, you look at the disciples. Those weren't people that most of the society would have picked, but God says, I can use whatever I want to use. And may he use the music that fills our life. I I would even argue that I think uh, in certain circumstances, he can use a secular song to move people's life. In fact, I know certain secular artists that that are Christian, but they don't perform under a Christian banner. They, they produce secular music. Why? So they can reach people for the glory of God. And I've seen people come to God because of secular music. So who are we to box in music? Again, if, if that music harms us, if it, if it causes us to stumble, don't do it. Don't put that into your heart. Don't bring that into your home. But man... Don't miss what God can do with the things that you think so little of. And as we wrestle through this, as we wrestle through what musics are good, what music we should stay away from, I pray we can do one thing. And it's the one thing that that we've encouraged you to do now for 84 episodes. It's the one thing that I, with your music choices, the right music choices, they can help you with this. And that one thing is to press on. Hey, I can't wait to see you next week for episode 85. But until then, adios.